Hello and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. I am your host, Jeff Hall, and with me as always is... Patrick Terry. And today, we are blessed to have a guest with us. I didn't mean to make that rhyme, but I did. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, John Shields. Hey, how you doing? John and I met while I volunteered at the Nashville Film Festival. John, what was your position there? I forgot. Uh, so, to be honest, I, <laughs> I barely remember it myself. Uh, I believe it was floor manager, and uh, I got to be the liaison to the people when they came through that were like basically celebrities or part of the movies or anything. Okay, yeah. So John and I met, and we on the last night I volunteered, there was nothing going on <laughs> between. I mean, which is to be expected between eight and eleven p.m. Yeah. So um, we argued about. Lion King and it being the same as Star Wars. Yeah, I still don't believe that, but I, I'll say this much: like you did, kind of open my eyes, and I had to watch it again. There are similarities. I'll give it that much, but I mean, come on. Yeah, I mean, I agree with Hamlet too, but I, I prefer Star <laughs> if that's Wars. That's the case in Star Wars is Hamlet. I'll just yeah, say that. Much. Yeah, I'll go with that too. I'm okay with that. Uh, so, and then we bonded over our mutual love for uh, Captain America: Winter Soldier. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, and almost, I almost have him convinced that, that it's the best Marvel movie. I mean, it's hard to argue with that. Yeah, in my opinion, it is. Like, it's, yeah. it's one that uses like a lot less. Um, for one, it uses a lot less effects. It actually has a decent story. It actually has twists that aren't so predictable. Yeah. And then also, the whole point of it is not like a superhero movie. It's an espionage movie, so yeah. it's like relatable in real life. And also, it's Captain America, man. Right. That's my favorite Avenger, hands down. Even Black Panther is like second, but Captain America is number one. So. Yep. So I was like, John, what are you doing a week for? What are you doing two Sundays from now? Because <laughs> <laughs> that was on a Monday. No, it was on a Thursday. Yeah. But it was Thursday off week because we had just recorded the previous Sunday. So I was like, I think you ought to come over <laughs> if you want. If you want. So he uh, he was gracious enough to come join us talk movies um so uh john like we uh were talking before the first thing we talk about is what's new so i always ask patrick patrick what's new well the last time we were talking about kickboxing classes Mm -hmm. unfortunately i had to postpone them again because last weekend my daughter had a birthday shenanigans to take on for the whole weekend so we didn't know anything about that So, like, it was skating on Friday, birthday party Saturday, sleepovers. So, we weren't able to... Uh, she wasn't with me that weekend. So yeah. Postponed to a later date. Okay. I'm not sure when that's going to happen, but hopefully this weekend comes. You know, the life of a teenager. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, that's 13 right there. That's it. It's right on the money. roller skating. It's birthdays. John, you've got two daughters, right? Yes, sir. And they're how old? Five and six. Five and six. They got a ways to go get the teenage years. I'll enjoy the time that I have. Oh, yeah. right? You have <laughs> to. They're simple right now. So yes. So uh, so anything else now? Mm, well, I get. Well, actually, it's because of uh, the film fest. Yeah. Uh, I was going around basically like people would always ask me about uh, the school that I went to, which was uh, Art Institute. Okay. I think I told you about this one, didn't mm-hmm. I? Uh, I think so. And basically, uh, like I finally got it underway. Started talking to some of the directors from the school and. Uh, they like we wanted to put together like a documentary basically showing what happened with the school and like how it kind of screwed some people over and just it's I guess you could say it's kind of almost like a warning to future people that want to go to art 
art school basically and uh, know like basically like you know do your homework uh make sure that you ain't just going into it because you want to just make art but also like you know you don't have to really go to get an education to create too nope not anymore yeah. not in the age of iphones nope and we actually got a title for it's uh some of our dreams so okay <laughs> yeah i'm we hope i'm working on it i'm you know grinding away at it just got to get my other directors on board a little bit more because you know grown-ups life so yeah but yeah hopefully it'll be around like i'll say next year to be in the film fest okay fingers crossed for sure fingers and toes fingers and toes <laughs> all right well i could do two of those i could do the fingers i don't know if i could do the toes fingers right. and eyes there you I go could i could do that one all right i could <laughs> that i can do all right um patrick said that was it yeah, about it bit. not much not much going on okay yeah all right uh <laughs> anything she's excited about well as far as I mean anything. Um. No, not right. I mean, I mean, she wants to see Countdown this weekend, which is kind of a horror suspense. Uh, PG thirteen, so I guess we'll check that out. And give it a whirl. I mean, yeah. she's seen it chapter two, so what's the worst? Right. Right. <laughs> what's the worst that can true. happen? That's true. Uh, let's see. For me, I had my birthday. Ruth had her birthday. Congrats. And my grandfather had his 93rd birthday. Congrats. And made it back home after having, uh, after he broke his hip, went to rehab. Um, he actually said yes, yes, yes. So. Right. <laughs> and uh, he's home, and he's actually doing pretty good. Um, my mom's been going over checking on him, and they were checking on the two of them, him and my grandmother. And they seem to be doing okay. I talked to him once, uh, talked to him on his birthday. Um, obviously a little bit slower getting to the phone. So right. we, uh, but we, you know, we talked to him and everything's like, okay, well, uh, Hey, just letting you know, I'm not going to call, uh, tomorrow or Monday. Cause, you know, cause it'd be my, cause his, his is 12th. My wife's is 13th. Mine's 14th. Mm-hmm. So you kind of redundant basically says we just did one phone call. So. Handle all the birthdays. Yep, stuff. pretty much. Yeah. I said, yeah, man, there's no reason for that. Yeah, and move a little bit slower now. So, well, that's okay too. Right. So it's okay to it's okay to slow down a little bit. Um. So yeah, we didn't really honestly we didn't do much. I mean, which was that you know, which is perfectly fine. We had a couple people over, um, celebrate, and then yeah, Monday, um, on my birthday, we went and had coffee. Got some, I call them bougie donuts. Mm-hmm. They cost you four and a half dollars for a donut. We went to five dollars, so they're fancy, fancy donuts. Does it come with gold in the middle? Uh, they have some that are gold dust, I think, sprinkled or whatever. <laughs> some nonsense like that. I don't know. But they are hella delicious. I ain't going to lie. They are hella delicious. Um, I think we still have a couple in the fridge, to be honest. But, yeah. it. But it was good, and it was fun. We just, And then we just chilled out. Um... Did a little shopping. Um, yeah, and then I picked York up, took him, and then dropped, picked him up from school, dropped Ruth off at home so she can take, so she can get her car, pick up Grace and take her to Tom Wayne. I could pick up you, and then York and I could head to his martial arts. And that was our Monday. I came home and chilled. So I didn't really do much. Um, yeah, I guess that's about it. And then. We've just been busy. I haven't really had a chance to... I didn't go see anything this week, so my movie's going to be a Netflix movie to talk about. Um, and then I have some when I went to the library and checked out that I had posted on our pages. Um, I've knocked out 
half of those. I've knocked out three out of six. I'm kind of proud of myself. Right. So, um, so John, we'll start first with you because you're our guest. Um, if there is there any movie you want to talk about? Obviously, we would like for you to share your experience with us. Um, what it was like working the film festival because you worked it exponentially more than I did. <laughs> you actually let me rephrase that. You actually worked it. I just stood and looked pretty for most of it. <laughs> you ate a lot of. I popcorn. did get. I I only ate the popcorn you brought me. I didn't eat any more than that. So, well, it, well, it kind of ties into my movie, I guess, because okay. um, at the film fest I got to meet two basic celebrities, which were phenomenal. I got to meet Matthew Modine with his movie uh, Foster Boy. Awesome. And the I think one of the last nights I was there, I met Eric Roberts, which. If you don't know who that is, it's an actor uh, that's Julie Roberts' brother, but actually got to see one of his first movies recently called uh, Star 80. Yeah. Phenomenal movie. Really disturbing. He sold it. And yeah. at the same time, it was, whew, like, I had to watch it twice because it was like, it was it was a story about a, I'm trying to remember the guy's name, but he was basically obsessed about his uh, girlfriend that he wanted to make a Playboy model. And... Uh, he kept trying to like get her to be famous, and he get, basically it's based on a true story too. That's what's even more. Oh wow! Up. Yeah, and he basically like gets obsessed, and then he tries to push it to her limits, and then he keeps like milking her for all of her money. Like I'm not gonna give it away anymore, but it's yeah, it's worth it. Like Star Eighty. Okay, Star Eighty, everybody, mm-hmm. put and, that on your list. Yeah, most definitely. And uh, I guess the only, the other movie that I wanted to talk about because I mentioned it to you, and you looked at me like I was crazy. Banana Splits movie. <laughs> <laughs> It, you laugh, but at I, the same I'm time laughing. You... No, because I know what. Because I, <laughs> I haven't seen the trailer. I've seen the poster, and I think I've read a synopsis of it. Of it. So I So that's kind of about as far as mine goes. I got it on Redbox after I got off work because, like, I was just bored. I was like, you know what? I got a bottle of whiskey. I'm bored. What's this one about? And I was like, eh, all the other ones are rented out. Like they were all gone. Even I was trying to go see Spider Man. Um, was it far from home uh-huh. but yeah. all of them were gone so I got the Banana Splits movie and, and wow it was like if you don't know the Banana Splits it's like imagine Barney with a whole lot of his friends just going around and singing and doing crazy stuff in the 70s that's a Banana Splits okay so it's kid friendly yeah 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 now the Banana Splits movie is not kid friendly <laughs> Okay, so it's definitely an adult movie. It's, de- it's rated R, it's okay. gruesome, it's gory. Like, basically, the banana splits go crazy and start killing adults. They save the children, but they start killing the adults. Like, uh, But the thing is, it's not like they're going around like, you know, uh, scary. Yeah. They're doing it in the field. Hey, the banana splits, how you doing? Let's cut them in half. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's so weird. Like, you're sitting there, like, with this perplexed face, and you're like, I want to see what they do next. Like, like I wow yeah it, like that's why I said like it's worth it like it's it's one of the like, put the kids to bed early don't watch it with them because at first they were trying to be watching it yeah it looks kid friendly yeah but it's like banana splits in the title then it's like movie in blood it's so gruesome right it's like gory from what I remember of the poster or whatever the you know the picture the the cover photo at least for the movie it's them with it's one of the characters holding like an axe so i'm it should kind of give most parents pause when they see that but the thing is they look friendly with the axe right so it's really like a head scratcher (laughs) but still it's one of those if you're a parent and you're dumb enough to go rent that thinking it's for your kid and seeing in the picture that that character has an axe and the fact that says rated r on it 
I, we can't help you. Well, come on. My parents were dumb enough to let me see Half Baked because they thought that it was about some friends. I mean, it is. <laughs> it, yeah. I mean, it really is. It's not a cooking movie. <laughs> yeah, no. they were sitting there like, we're not going to let you see Cheech and Chong. Can we rent Half Baked? Yeah, you're 12 years old. This should be good. And then they left for the day, and me and my brother walked it like three times in a row. We were like, they don't know what this is about. <laughs> so. That's amazing. Dave Chappelle, one of my idols. Awesome. Yeah, I, I his first stand up I saw speaking of I, I saw that uh one of the few times I, I went to go visit my dad uh in Tampa. Um I didn't have HBO at the time, so I watched as much HBO as I could. And his H, his first HBO stand up. The half hour one? Nah, nah it was an actual hour his first hour. Mm. He did uh when he <laughs> When he was talking about uh, Sesame Street, his bit on Sesame Street, <laughs> still to this day, I, I watch that and I'm in tears. And he's talking about the Counts. He's actually a pimp. He's like, how many times to, must I tell you? One, psh, two, psh, three, ah, ah, three smacks. I was like, Oscar the Grouch is yeah. really what people see as homeless people. Like, get over it, Grouch. Yeah. Walking over the homeless people. And it's kind of yeah. true. It's messed up. Get a but job, it's... Grouch. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, so that's what I remember. That's, yeah, yeah. Now, Dave Spills is definitely very funny. Okay. Um, were you able to at least walk in and catch clips of other movies? I know oh, you yeah. did You did a panel on one, didn't you? I did. Uh, actually, they made me do panels on a couple of them. Okay. Like, they, <laughs> one of the directors requested me personally. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, he made me do, like, he was, like, I had introduced the movie and I didn't get to see the whole thing. I had to, you know, basically go in there, tell people to, you know, turn off their phones, da da da, da and then run out there and take care of the other movies. But the mm-hmm. director, he was so happy because he's like, "Hey, you got the sound good and everything else. I'm happy people are enjoying it." And he was drunk. He yeah. was drinking moonshine on the rocks. <laughs> and I was like, "He's like, man, like, who's gonna come do my Q and A?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, well, I'll go ahead and get you know one of the." He's like, "No, no, no, I want you to do it." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> but I hadn't done a Q and A yet at all. And I was like, I-, "I don't think you want that." He's like, "Look." Here, go to the bar. It's open bar right now. Just get you a couple of drinks, and let's do this. I'm like, how long do I have? He's like, ten minutes. I'm like, I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> um, Do you remember what the movie was? It was, oh, man. I remember I loved the movie. I just can't remember the title. Ugh. It was one about, I want to say it was about, uh, Okay, it wasn't the watch list. The watch list is also a good one if y'all ever get the chance. The watch list. That's yeah, good. the watch list. And then there was, um, dang, what was that movie? He really made me drink a lot to get up there. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like, but the one that I actually loved doing the Q and A on was, um, this world won't break. Okay. And it was basically like me. It was like country music meets hustle and flow. It's about this uh, country musician that basically has been on the down and out, and he's like in his 40s, and he's like, you know what, everyone else good died already, and I'm still around. Man, he just goes through this, like, this trial and error, continuously screwing up, trying to make it, and, like, at first, like, I was, like, thinking, okay, fine, this is gonna be a typical movie, but I got enthralled by, like, the music in it was phenomenal, the acting was phenomenal, the story was, like, it was so hustle and flowish because uh-huh. the artist was... He was sitting here, like, writing these songs about things that he was going through. And then the fact that, like, he had to quit drinking in order to actually get into music. And he had to actually, you know, try to write a song without just trying to sound like everyone else. And, God, I, I in fact, I know his name. Um, 
David Jordan, I want to say was the director's name. Me and him actually became friends after that. I added mm-hmm. him on Facebook and Instagram, and I was like, dude, this movie is phenomenal. Like, because the way that it was shot, like some movies there, they were shot typical. Yeah. But this one, it had like great those. cinematography. It was like, have you ever seen Blood Simple by chance? Oh, yeah. Coen Brothers first yeah. one? Yeah. It was kind of like the like a lot of the night shots were in that style of the Coen Brothers, like Blood Simply. And then it had like, uh, what was it? It was like uh, another shot that reminded me of like Moonstruck. And it was just like, it was art. It was beautiful. Like at one point he has to clean out this church because he realizes that he can't keep living this life. And I was just like, dude, this this deserves so much more attention. I feel bad because in the audience, the only people that were there were the cast, the crew, and the director himself. Oh, wow. And what was the name of it again? This World Won't Break. I saw that. That was when I wanted to go see, actually. Oh, you would have loved it. Like it, I'm. I already told him like when the soundtrack comes out, I'm gonna get it. Then I'm gonna bootleg it, and then I'm gonna get it again. Like the movie itself, uh, he's got it. Like he, uh, I just looked up his uh, Instagram. He's going to a film fest in Australia, showing it there. Oh, good. Yeah, like he's getting the word out. Like he's yeah. just. It's just one of those moments when it's like he didn't have any big names in right. the acting. Yeah. So some people were like, "Oh, well, this isn't gonna be that good of a movie," but it's put together so perfectly. And it's a musical. Yeah. It's like an actual, like, they break out into song at certain points, right. and it's not like one of those... It's kind of like Once. Kind of like in that, kind of in that kind of way. It's not a musical, it, like, it's not a musical like Rocket Man, but it's more like... Well, that's or, like, it's kind of like both of those. Because oh, like, really? like, at certain points, it's like, they go along with the flow, then he does sing the songs because it's like, okay, I got my guitar and I'm in the mm-hmm. mood. But then a couple of times, like, when they start singing, it would be like, the characters out of nowhere would just be singing. And it wouldn't feel like it was forced. Like, oh right, my god, just, I'm watching a musical. It's like, what are they singing about? Like, yeah, it, it just was fairly organic. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, That's definitely one I'll, probably, I'll keep an eye on. So, um, yeah. Did you get a chance to do, to watch any of the virtual reality ones? Are you able? I mean, you wear glasses, but I don't. I don't know how that works with people that wear glasses. You both wear glasses. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know how that works. Don't make fun of us, 2020. Anyway, hey, so I'm. T- <laughs> I know why. I mean, I got reading glasses somewhere around the house. <laughs> I, I didn't get the chance to, although I did uh, talk to a lot of people that went through it because they were saying they went through uh, Everest and all these other things, and they said that it was like they were literally there. And actually, uh, I'll be honest, I screwed with a couple of people that were on it because like, they had the headphones on, the, so they couldn't hear. They right. had the eyeglasses, so I'd be like taking a fan and like blowing them with it. <laughs> and, and then they'd be sitting here shivering, and then all of a sudden they'd take them Man, I was really on Everest. <laughs> That's amazing. It's got to immerse them. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh, that 4DX that you go through, Patrick. Oh yeah. <laughs> I messed up on one of them, though, and kept blowing them with the stuff. Like, man, I was watching the food stuff, but I kept getting cold. I was like, you weren't watching Everest? Like, no, I was watching the food cooking one. <laughs> I met that guy. Talked to him uh, the first Thursday and oh. uh, got his information. I'm going to try and get a reach out to him to try and do it. Uh, an interview with him for the podcast. Well, yeah. So yeah, yeah. No, he was telling me how he, uh, how he filmed it and everything. It was amazing. It's just tiny little. He said just tiny little camera, and he said they had. Uh, I think he said a fourteen thousand dollar budget Canadian because he's Canadian, and shot it up there. He said it'd be. He said it'd be eleven thousand American. I go, oof. <laughs> That's how much the dollars come down, bro. <laughs> And and he had six days to shoot it, I think. And he shot every ingredient, and he watched, and he like he 
he filmed every ingredient going into this pan, you know, going into this dish. Everything from the, putting the camera in the ground mm. so that you, know, you see the plant getting, you know, the ingredient, I guess. I don't know if it's seasoning or a potato or whatever, and getting brought up out of the ground, because it, it's from your front. It's the point of view of the food of the ingredient that's getting put in. Huh. Yeah, and all the cooks and everything. Like, uh, I think the one cook is an actual cook, and everybody, and then like er, the people around him are all part of the part of the. Uh, they're not extras. They're part of the crew. Huh. Yeah, it's very fascinating. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I missed out on that one. Then. So I wish I never got a, I. It was never working. No, I won't say working. It was never running. The yeah. VR thing was never running when I was there, so I never got to watch it because I wanted to watch it so I can actually experience it because I've never done VR before, anyways. So <laughs> would have been a good a good chance for me to try it out. Um, but yeah, is there anything else you want to talk about or that you found interesting or worth uh, worth bringing up? Did you get a chance to see? Uh, See anything or hear any reaction about Marriage Story? Sadly enough, no. That one, uh, like a lot of the people that went to go see it, they said they loved it, but mm-hmm. that was about all I heard. Okay, I, mean, I know that Adam, like I know that they said Adam Driver deserves an Oscar. Okay, which made I've been me mad that, that I couldn't see that one. But did you get see it? No, I really want. I that was. I think that's the one that was playing. It was on a Monday mm-hmm. at like five. Yep, and I had to take York to Krav Maga. From here to Franklin, so uh, on Mondays at that time. So I'm on the road. I didn't need to go, mm. but you know it is what it is. I'll see it when it goes wide because it's going to go wide. Oh yeah, well, definitely. It'll go wide because yeah, everything I've heard about that movie is that they're both like him and ScarJo both are phenomenal, mm. and I love I love Noah Baumbach movies. So because Greta Gerwig's in like all of them, almost all of them. He's she's his muse more or less, mm. but now she's gone on to be directing movies as well so she doesn't have time to be in his movies anymore um but i've always loved his movies so they're all very they're small stories that are very relatable they're very real life which i really like and it's very um not slice of life but it's very relatable and you can you really it's definitely they're all character studies which of some sort so it's focused more on the on the the characters' lives, and you do the actual story itself. Mm. So, but it's uh, anyways. So I've been very excited to see that, and then obviously Jojo Rabbit. Whenever I'll go <laughs> see that, whenever it goes wide, because I was there the night everybody else was going to go see it, and I'm like, kind of want to go in. But I think I'll, I'll, peek I'll in and see in. a couple of Hitlers on the yeah. screen. That's about yeah. it. Okay, but it looked good. Like it was. I mean, come on. Yeah. He's a he's phenomenal director. Yeah. Like can't can't even lie. Yeah. Yeah. Even his worst stuff is like better than my best. So. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, uh, Patrick. Yes, sir. You're gonna go first. Sec- I guess technically second, because John's gone first. <laughs> so. All right. So I, I saw a couple movies. Uh, I'll probably start with the first one I saw. Well, the second one, and we'll go kind of out of order. Uh, the first one we'll talk about is Jexy. Okay. Which is. Um, I basically watched it because it's part of a four-movie promo that Regal has. That oh, I watched. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I watched... Um, so the first movie was Rambo First Blood. Jaxie's the second Last movie. Blood. Last Blood, I mean. Sorry. Last <laughs> Blood. This movie, okay. Jaxie, and then the next two will be Midway and Knives Out. Ooh, you're going to go see Midway. God, yeah. you're going to take one for the team. Knives Out is going to be phenomenal. Yeah, yeah that, I, I mean, agree. that's... A- 
But I'm basically seeing it because you get them free digitally. Yeah, you can't, yeah, yeah. can't beat that. Even if I end up not liking all of them. But uh, this movie was cool. It's got a low budget, $5 million. Okay, yeah. It's comedy, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, it will be. So, um, so far, I looked up. It's only it's made back almost all of it. It's like $4.9 million. So, it did pretty decent. But, um... Basically, it's following a guy named Phil, played by Adam Devine, or Devine, maybe it's Devine. Devine. Uh, and he works for, he, he wants to be a journalist, but he works for Chatterbox, which pretty much creates top ten lists, whether it's things cats do, or top toppings on a pizza, just okay, random so. top, top top ten lists. Gotcha. And um, he's also, he has no social life, no friends, or anything, he's just all in his phone. That's all he cares about, whatever's going on in his phone. He has his Netflix program to turn on his TV, turn on Netflix, to order food. Everything goes through his phone. Gotcha. That's it. So one night when he's walking, I think he was coming from home, coming from work, and he meets this girl played by Alexander Ship. She bumps into him. He drops his phone. First time, it's cool. Drops it again, and it gets run over and gets completely destroyed. So he gets a new phone, and it has a new operating system or a, a assistant, kind of like Alexa or Siri, but it's called Jexy. And um, this this is a different kind of AI. She, she's, I guess, almost human. I kinda, okay. I kind of looked at like a comedic version of her. Okay, yeah. Hmm. And um, But the AI's corrupted. Um, she even goes as far as to send something out that wasn't intended to go out. Pretty much everybody he works with messing up that part of his life. Um, let's see what else. Let's see. But she basically takes over his life. Okay. And um, but through Jexy, he does make friends. He gets out there, starts interacting with people. He actually goes on a date, and she kind of gets jealous of that. So. <laughs> He spends more time actually being social than being with the phone, and she does some things that kind of messes his life up. But um, it's basically a movie just saying we kind of sometimes are in our phone too much. Yeah. You know, we need to get out, experience life a little bit. And um, not to really say too much, but it's, I mean, it's a simple movie. It's just, hey, phone takes over his life. He goes out, lives a little, and kind of gets away from that a little bit. But, okay. I mean, overall, it was pretty decent. I wasn't expecting much from it since I was just watching it because of the promo. Right. Yeah. But um, it was pretty, it was, it was okay. I enjoyed it. I laughed. It was only maybe about me and five or six other people. Mm. But. Well, yeah, and the marketing for that. No. It's been not. very minimal at best. Wanda Sykes makes a cameo. Okay. That was one yeah. Sounds like a Wanda Sykes movie. <laughs> <laughs> Every movie's a Wanda Sykes she was, she was funny. Some of her parts, I feel like they could have cut, made a little shorter. Even though this movie's barely an hour and a half, I feel like they could have trimmed a little bit and maybe I would have liked it more. Mm. But it was cool. It was a good little time filler. You know, something to enjoy. Um, next movie, be a movie I saw today, Adam's Family, which is the animated version of what we all know, you know, um, Angelica Houston. John uh, and uh, uh, Raul Julia. Yeah. And Christina Ricci. Um, just to keep it simple, almost fell asleep on this movie. I don't know if it's just... And you took your daughter to see that, yes? I did. Okay. We both almost fell asleep on it. 
uh, from her perspective, she felt, I asked her, what did she not like or what did she like the, the least? And she said, the whole movie, I just found it boring. So I laughed a little bit. Okay. But I did start dozing off once it got towards the middle of it. And I may have dozed off for a few. I don't know if I, what I missed. I woke up toward the end because it was almost over. So yeah. I was like, all right. But um, maybe if you have kids that are maybe five or six or younger, they might enjoy it. But this movie kind of showed that I'm well past that. My daughter's 13. She's kind of past that. Right. So uh, it, just wasn't, it just wasn't a movie for us. Grayson wants to go see it, so... She may enjoy it. Ruth actually wants to take Grayson and says, you know what? You two go see it. I mean, yeah. I don't Save have to yourself. see everything. Save I mean, yourself. I yeah, I bet <laughs> say, I don't have to see everything. I'm just saying. See the first and the second one. Yeah. I'm like... And we've watched all those because, you know, Freeform's got classics. their... Yeah, Freeform's got their... 30 Days of Halloween or whatever it's called. Yeah. So all that runs all the time. So we watched all that, so she's seen it. But she kind of wants to go see that. She still wants to see the Abominable. We just haven't had any time to go see any of that stuff. Um, yeah. Like we normally do on Tuesdays. Um, but yeah, we'll, she, we'll end up seeing it. <laughs> we, yeah. That one looks good. So. Yeah, and it's actually got, I mean, it's certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Abominable? Yeah. Wow. I know, right? Okay. <laughs> Y'all picked the wrong one. Yeah. Well, we should have <laughs> went to see Maleficent. <laughs> Oof. I don't know about that. I kind of like the first one, so... I mean, it wasn't great. Oh, you're the one. Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't great, but from what I saw from Alice Family, it was... It was better. Yeah. All I know um, is... And I know I said 47 meters down in caves is my worst. Yeah. That, family kind of takes that spot. I mean, you got your list. I mean, yep. you know, just add that one on there. Yep. Yep. I'm going to have to watch Adam's Family and I can see how bad it is. <laughs> I mean, you got kids that are in the target audience, yep. according to Patrick. Uh, yeah, but I don't let them watch trash. I mean... They mama tried, and I was like, nope, we ain't doing that. I let them watch whatever they want, because they need to make their own informed decisions on what kind of movies they think are good and bad. Because I guarantee most of the movies I... My my mom did not like the Star Wars movies. She still took me to go see Return of the Jedi, even though she did not want to. And the Star Trek ones, uh, three and four. See, the, the thing is, I was stuck between that because my dad was Star Trek yeah. and my mom was Star Wars. Mm. So whenever one came out... Like my you saw brother, both. They would be dragging me to it, and I'm like, I really don't care right now. Like, and then I'm like, Seagate's available. Why don't you take my brother? Like, yeah. like no, you have to go. Oh. So I had to see like all the Star Wars, and I had to see the Star Trek with my dad. Now, ironically, I like Star Trek a lot more now. Yeah, because my dad was kind of like, Hey, it's out. You want to go? My mom's like, We're gonna go see this. We got the trading cards. We got da da da, and Jar Jar Binks. I'm like, oh. No. Bad, bad parenting. <laughs> Once you see the prequels, shame on her. Right. I'll say one plus. The movie's short. I don't watch that. My kids haven't seen the prequels. They don't even know about them. They honestly don't know about them. Smart. You love your children. That's good. Okay, I take it back. His York's mom might have shown him the prequels. If that's the case, that's on her. Right. She'll never. Do I thought. That. I thought we had an agreement, but. <laughs> but no, that's fine. She wants to show him three movies about trade tariffs. You know, fine. Apparently, they don't work. Right. Apparently, our president doesn't had seen those movies too. It's like that's what we'll do. Working out great for him too. All right. Anyways, 
As far as I understand, the one plus is short. Okay. It's, it's barely ninety minutes, so in and out pretty quick. Okay, that's good. Budget of forty million. It did make it back plus some, so fifty six point eight million is what it's at. So okay. There's a chance they might throw something else out because of that, but hope not. <laughs> yeah. And it's released. And it's I mean it's being released too during the best time. I mean during Halloween. I mean it's. Yeah. When you release these kind of movies and they're still having a hard time. Wow. It's the perfect time for it. It just, just even the, the animation was good. The voice acting, even though it had great talent, it had Charlie's Throne and uh, Oscar, Oscar Isaac. Isaac. Yeah. So, but it was just real blah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, as soon as the movie started, I was like wide awake. Yeah. Ready to roll. And then as soon as we got into it, I was just like, okay, what's going on? <laughs> I'm <laughs> sleepy all of a sudden. I don't know. I don't know why. And because I kept looking at Komai while my daughter's still looking, so maybe she's into it. Yeah, but I was just I was struggling, I was struggling. Mm. Yeah. Um. So my next movie. Yep. Uh, Gemini Man. Oh yes. Ooh. Am I? Is my theory correct? Is it? Kind of. So John, <laughs> I have this horrible, very, extremely out of the box theory that. I kind of want to be true, but even more importantly, I really don't want it to be true. <laughs> I had seen, after seeing this trailer more times than I've seen any trailer, I think, this year, not by choice, <laughs> it's just on everything. I've come to the realization, I think, my theory is, is that this is Will Smith's Scientology movie. You're like the third person I heard say that. Just like Battlefield Earth was John Travolta's Scientology movie, but that was actually based on an L. Ron Hubbard book. I'm like, this has got to be some sort of like Will Smith Scientology movie. And I brought this up either last episode or the one before. Yeah. And I was like, I I said I want to be right, but more importantly, I really want to be wrong. And then he said he was going to go see it. I go, God bless you, because there's no way I'm going to go see this. I, right. don't, I don't know much about Scientology, so that's the thing. I oh, that's know. a shame. So I got a great documentary for you to watch. <laughs> yeah. And the church is downtown. Hmm. Well, yeah. So if yeah. I knew more, I could probably I could say yeah and eight. So I, right now, sure, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe. maybe, all right, possibly, <laughs> maybe. Um, <laughs> I'm kind of torn as far as what I think of the movie. Uh-huh. Like, overall, I did enjoy. My experience, my time watching it. How'd but, you watch it? Oh, normal. Okay, 2D. Yeah, All right. Yeah, I, didn't, I, don't even, I don't even know if it was a 4DX version or not. I, I've seen times for it, so that's okay. why. All right. But no, standard 2D. All right. Um, I guess the least thing that I liked about it was the CG, CGI. Okay. Um, do you remember, I think it was the second Blade movie, where they were fighting mm-hmm. in front of the lights and it just looked ob- so obvious? Yeah. Yeah. There was a point where, they, where there was a fight sequence going on, and you know the premise is he's fighting himself. Clone. Yeah, he's fighting himself, and it's just their movements. I was just like, "Oh my gosh, this is painfully obvious that it's CGI." And I I did read that the movie was shot in a different format that, of course, the two D theaters couldn't really present. So I don't know. Oh, okay. If, so I don't if know. It's a formatting issue. Yeah. So I don't know if you watch it the way it's meant to be seen, it'll be different. But it was just. Obvious. Uh, the dark sections wasn't as obvious, but when you have the real bright sun settings, it's just, yeah, they, they didn't clean it up too well. 
Um, but basically, Will Smith's playing an over-the-hill uh, hitman, uh, Henry Brogan. And he has a hit at the beginning of the movie that they show. And, you know, he accomplishes that. But he takes the person out, but he didn't take him out the way he wanted to. Um, you know, if you're an assassin, you're always going for the head. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll say this much. He didn't hit the head, but he said he knew that if he was off, he would hit somebody that was an innocent bystander. Okay. So he decides, I'm going to retire. I'm going to hang it up. I'm not do it anymore. Uh, but then some things happen where he has a group trying to take him out. Um, then he uh, meets uh, an agent who was hired to follow him. And so he ends up saving her because he realizes she's not too deep involved in what's going on. But, um, well, just based on the trailer, you know that they fight. They have the bike sequence. Yeah. And, um, which is weird. It's like, I don't know how he doesn't notice he looks like him there. <laughs> but later on, he's just like, yeah, did you get a good look at him? It's like, yeah, kind of. Like, you had, like, good vision to be able to see that y'all look alike. Right. So they had a scene later where it's like a big reveal. And it wasn't, you know, it's pretty much what they showed in the trailer. They showed a lot in the trailer. Too much? Mm. A little too much. I mean, it doesn't really tell you what's going on, but... But still. It's like, everything, you've seen it already. So that kind of brought down some of the excitement a little bit, because I, I haven't seen this and seen that. Um, yeah. So, he got cloned. I'm not going to say too much else, because I don't want to spoil it if you do plan on going to see it. But, um, I say maybe a red box thing. Okay. Red box that that looks like it would be. Yeah, Red Box or Library. And I did learn that the movie was in limbo for a while from getting made. Had Nicolas Cage attached to it. <laughs> How does that movie not get made? Oh, wait, he was probably already making six other movies. Yeah. I read a trivia that um, whoever uh, director, he had, he convinced him to do something else Good. at that time. So that's why Ingly. it was made then. <laughs> and then, I, yeah. it. The more I talk about it, the more I'm kind of like, yeah, it was... Maybe not as good as I was thinking. I mean, I'm not trying to talk you out of it. No, no, I mean... It, I'm just it, trying to convince you that it's a Scientology. <laughs> now I have to go see this to see if it's Scientology. I'm going to do some research so I can... Hey, I, I tell you what. There's a great documentary, because I told you about Canopy, right? Mm-hmm. So, through the Canopy app, there's an, you can watch HBO documentaries on there. Okay. There's one called Going Clear, uh, History of Scientology. Or not maybe not history, but it's it's a guy that... that uh, was in Scientology and then got out and then does a lot of research. You want to talk talk about your deep dive cults? There you go. Watch that documentary. It is fascinating. Okay. And I think he even got nominated for uh, Best Documentary Feature. So I know it definitely got nominated for Golden Globe and maybe even an Emmy because technically it's, it was an HBO. So they could use it like as limited. Some, I don't know. They could fit in some category. It's funny how they do that. But yeah, it... Uh, it is definitely fascinating. Plus, Leah Remy has a show. Oh, crap. What was it? I forgot the name of her show. But Leah Remy, who used to be a science, used to be in Scientology, major into it, got out. And she, along with a couple other people, try and help, you know, try and educate others about the church and how they, how, how they function and how, you know, if you try and leave, how they essentially harass you. Really? Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. it's it's they are cuckoo for cocoa puffs. It's interesting though. Yeah, they ostracized her when she left. Yeah, and so now she's trying to help others leave, and you know, trying the steps trying to go through that. It's 
it's fascinating. I mean, to say the least. So, um, yeah. So I, I, yeah. If you haven't seen Going Clear, I highly recommend it. Uh, if you go, f- I, I can't. You go look it up. Look up Leah Remy's show. It's fascinating too. I watched the first season. I think maybe a couple episodes of the second season, and I just got busy and haven't watched any more. But I was like, yeah, I kind of get just you know. But it's still fascinating though. Okay. So, it's Leah Remy, so I mean, it's yeah. a win-win. Yeah, exactly. That's true. So, is that it? Um, I want to add my two cents on that Astro. Oh, hold on. Okay. I got hold off. That is hold next on. after I get done. Next. All right, cool. Because that's, that's on page. Nice. That is on page two of the notes. I see <laughs> so, that. aha! Because you didn't look. <laughs> All right. So, I didn't make. Uh, as I said earlier, I didn't make it to the movies. Right. Uh, just busy between birthdays and then. Grayson, is October is birthday party month for Grayson. Literally everybody she knows has a birthday, it seems, uh, during the month of October. And I forgot it was like this last year. She averages one to two birthday parties a weekend. Wow. <laughs> yes. Um, so, yeah, and then she usually has their dance team building, uh, which they had last night. And she had a birthday party yesterday morning. And then we had a birthday party this afternoon. Wow. Yeah, like I said. So this month is a little crazy that way. Uh, and then we then just, in addition to her, with her dances and then everything else. And then York with his martial arts and then maybe with Film Fest. It, it just gets a little crazy. So we, uh, so yeah, so we do that. Um, so it could be a little crazy. So we just, I just never made it out. Okay. I was just tired. I mean, even if I went back dad time, it's, I'm not, you know, <laughs> I didn't get to go Monday. So, so tomorrow I'm going to try and go see zombie land too. So that'll be my one for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, which doesn't do us any good now. So instead I watched a Netflix movie, uh, called in the shadow of the moon. Which sounds like, to me, it sounds like a very lame title. It also sounds like a book of poetry, or, I don't know, or a young adult novel. It's one of the two. Right. Either way, it's a time travel movie, more or less. Okay. So, so, if you like time travel, like me, I'm a sucker for him. It stars uh, Boyd Holbrook, which the name may not ring a bell, but he was he was the main villain of Logan, with the arm, ah, and okay. the goatee. Okay. And uh, he was, if you were unfortunate, if you were uh, unfortunate enough to see the Predator remake, like me. No. <laughs> oh, I took I, one. I, I preemptively took one for the team. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. That's when I was just doing the. That's back when I was just doing movie reviews and. That I had a movie pass then. Okay, so I, I had a really, sixth sense that said no. Oh. <laughs> I was I was confused by that all the way around. I'm not gonna lie. Well, it's Shane Black, so I was like, I'm go see it. I love Shane Black. Yeah. You made Iron Man three. Kiss kiss bang bang. I love that one. Okay, yeah, but that's eh. anyways. <laughs> go ahead. Wrote <laughs> with a weapon with a weapon too. Huh. Just saying. Um, as long he's as we give him a good credit. We get the point. He could just yeah yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> and then he also. <laughs> And then he was also in, I think he was in one of the seasons of Narcos as well, so, um, on Netflix, which I 
seen two episodes just and then yeah one I didn't that I just quit watching because it wasn't any good just other stuff going on yeah um also stars Cleopatra Coleman who was in Step Up Revolution my guilty pleasure movies so and then she was also in uh, I think a season or two of The Last Man on Earth on TV otherwise the rest of her credits are kind of like small indie stuff that I haven't heard of even and then uh Bo Keem Woodbine. Ah. Yeah, from 90s action movie fame. Popping Wait, up in a lot Bo of stuff. Okay. Why yeah. does that sound familiar? He was in The Rock. He was in The Big Hit. Black dude with the gap in his teeth. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was in the... in Spider-Man Homecoming. Yes. Yep. yep. So, there you go. He's popping back up again. Yeah, man. How he's about even, that? He's, he's even broke. In, he's even in the Wu-Tang show. Is he? Yeah. I haven't had a chance to watch that yet. Yeah. Did he play Old Dirty Bastard? No, he's playing one of the kids' dad. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, Michael C. Hall from Dexter. Also, I don't okay. think, in, as far as I know, no relation. But I haven't okay. been had a chance to meet him to find out. You never know. <laughs> Family relation. Yeah, it'd be nice. Yeah. Um, and who you know, obviously Dexter, Six Feet Under. Uh, he was in Gamer with. He was the villain in Gamer with uh, Gerard Butler, and he was in Paycheck, which. I think it's kind of an underrated sci-fi movie with Ben Affleck from like early aughts. I forgot what year, but early aughts. It's actually, I think a, it's not a, it's not like oh my god, it's like one of the best sci-fi. It's entertaining okay. that I'd rewatch. You know, it's rewatchable. Um. Anyways, uh, so that's the cast. The direct it's directed by Jim Mickle, who doesn't have a whole lot of credits. Uh, he's directed six episodes. Of a show called Happy Leonard with uh, Michael K. Williams. There we go. I, I'll get there. I was like Omar from The Wire, but yeah, <laughs> Omar. Anyways, uh, so this is kind of like I don't want to say this is his first big film, but because it did go to Netflix, but at the same time, you know, uh, it was the only I like. I haven't heard any of his other credits. I'm like, I don't know what this is. So okay, so what's the movie about other than time travel? Which kind of gives a little bit away, but if you've watched 15 minutes of the movie, you'll figure it, you know, you'll be like, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. Or if I, or me telling you the summary. All right. So, Boyd Holbrook plays a Philadelphia police officer who's got a, uh, who struggles with an obsession to track down a serial killer. The serial killer only uh, attacks Siri. We didn't ask your opinion. Oh no! No. <laughs> Siri, we're recording a podcast. <laughs> Siri. Siri, go home. You're drunk. Let's try this again. Before I was rudely interrupted by technology, we need to talk, Jexy, about Siri. Yeah, she probably didn't appreciate my talking. Probably that. not. Her getting back. Yeah. All right. Well, that was interesting. So this serial killer, there we go, attacks every nine years. So you're like, okay, so what's going on? So it starts in the future. It shows shit exploding and everything. And then it goes 
it gives you nothing. I mean, it gives you absolutely, you're like, all right. And then it rewinds back to like 1980, whatever. Because mm-hmm. I think it was like 2026 20, or something like that. So it's a little bit in the future, but not much. Right. And then it goes all the way back to mid 80s. So that's how you kind of have, that's your first clue. Okay, it's probably going to be a time travel. Like something's going to somehow affect. So it, uh, so what happens is he, he's the lead, he's just a rookie police officer trying to go to all these calls, trying to help out. Michael C. Hall plays his brother-in-law, who's the lead detective in the 80s. He's the lead detective. So Boki Woodbine is his partner. Um, Cleopatra Coleman plays this girl that's doing these killings. And she's, I mean, it's not like gruesome killing. It's, you know, poison and then like they, like blood from the eyes and all that stuff. Right. And, but it's like very suspicious because it's the 80s, so they don't have like the technology they have now to kind of figure all this, you know, about plagues and stuff like that. So mysterious things and they couldn't, all they have are suspect descriptions of who they think it might be because she ends up killing, I think, three people in the 80s. And so it's about him being obsessed with this case because you fast forward nine years, so we're talking like early, mid-90s. And another attack happens, but this time he's able to chase after the suspect but then loses her. And anyways, and then it's his obsession trying to retrace steps and everything. His she when he uh, finally makes always gets close enough to where he can talk to this serial killer. She says something that's like personal to him, like nobody else would know. And I think he was asking about his wife because she was his wife was pregnant with his daughter. It's like, don't you need to be with your wife? And then. This chick disappears. And so he rushes to the hospital to find out she's in labor. And come to find out, you know, she, something happens, daughter's born, all that. And he just becomes completely obsessed with this. And it just follows him every, you know, nine years. His look changes, obviously, the everything else. It, he becomes more, not paranoid, but he comes across as someone that more or less went crazy after his wife passed. Well, I guess not much of a secret now, but yeah. anyways, spoiler. and so he goes a little yeah, a little bit of a spoiler. But I mean it's but here's the thing, it's an amazing it's one of those rare Netflix movies that's actually really good. Like they handle time travel and the theory and all that, you know, they they don't hammer down on it too much. But it shows, you know, how they the how and whys of what is going on. And there is one or two little twists in the movie, but it's not overly predictable, but you could kind of guess, but it's not overly predictable. And it's, the acting is great, like, by everybody. Michael C. Hall plays, I mean, he doesn't play Dexter, but he plays that very uh, authoritative figure that's also trying to be caring at the same time. Right. And, uh, Boyd Holbrook does a good job of being that kind of naive rookie officer all the way to all the way through. You can see how he becomes more, I don't say educated, but you know, he's got more years under his belt as an officer and then a detective and so on. So he, 
but also his psychosis is changing because he's so obsessed with this one case. Right. And it shows, you know, and it also shows like the strain on the relationship with him and his daughter, with him and his brother-in-law, I guess still brother-in-law. Anyways, it's a, it's a very well done. Like at the end of it, I'm like, I would have actually seen this in the theater. You know, this is pretty good, you know, and I'm not like a, when I say I'm a sucker for time travel, I'll be like, Oh, it's a time travel. Yeah, I'll go watch it. Right. I'm not going to say it's going to be a good one, but I might still enjoy it even if it isn't good. Yeah. Um. So, I would definitely recommend. I mean, hell, if you got Netflix, what do you got to lose? I mean, it's uh, let's see, I wrote it down. It's an hour and fifty-five minutes, so it's it's two hours, but it, you know, it's. I had to watch it in two days because I started watching it at night and started getting tired. But I was like, I'm definitely going to finish this up. Right. So I finished watching it the next day. But it was very well. I mean, it was very well. I think I started watching it on a Saturday night and finished it on Sunday morning or something, something like that. But it's it, it it's a very cohesive. I mean, it doesn't. I don't want to say it doesn't jump around, but like it doesn't jump around like flashbacks or anything like that. Right. It stays within the in the constraint confines of that time period, and um, and the reasoning behind everything kind of comes to and it makes sense. Like, it's not, they don't do anything, like, haphazardly, if that makes sense. Mm. It's not like, oh, we're going to bring this up, and then we're not going to say any, say anything else after. Right. You know what I mean? It's not, we're not going to try and explain it. You just, we just expect you just to accept it. Like, they try and actually explain things. And most of it makes, I mean, it's, you can nitpick if you want, but I'm not, with the Netflix movie, I'm not going to nitpick too much. Because, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah, so, I mean, it's. But it's uh, it's definitely one I would recommend. I probably I probably I will probably watch it again. Um, and I like Boyd Holbrook. I mean, I thought he was awesome in Logan. So I mean, uh, as the bad guy in that. So that'll be the one I'm going to talk about. Um, Patrick, you got your two cents put in for Ad Astra. Whatever, man. Whatever yeah, you got. That's, that's, I guess the only one I've seen that you saw before I. Saw. Yep. So I didn't really know much about it going in other than what you had mentioned mm-hmm. so after you talked about it I was like yeah I'm gonna go see it and um, I thought it was gonna be like a real long drawn out just slow burn yeah but um, I actually enjoyed it you know Brad Pitt did very good did very well yeah uh, considering he's playing a astronaut that pretty much keeps his keeps his um, I guess his motions in check he's not really amped up he right has to stay balanced um uh, one thing you pointed out about Donald Sutherland and Tommy Jones, yeah. their character, you know, they didn't necessarily have to be in it. They could have had somebody else that yeah. was decent, had decent acting chops, and they didn't have to be there. Yeah. So I, I definitely agree with that. But, you know, the performances were pretty good. Um, there was actually a little action in there in the middle of it yeah. I wasn't expecting. So I was like, oh, okay. So it, it kind of kept you, like, if you, if you thought it was going to be a slow burn, it kind of let you... Have a little excitement, right? And brought you back down, had a little excitement, and you know, it was a nice little balance of everything, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's all I wanted to say. Just like it was, it was better than I was expecting, I, I, right? I had expectations because right. most of the movies I go to, I have not tried it. I you tried enjoy it more, to, yep, yeah. enjoy, tend to enjoy it more, yeah. So far, it didn't help Adam's family, but <laughs> yeah, 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 but yeah, I enjoyed this one. Well, that's the thing. If you, if you don't have any expectations, then you know what, can't be disappointed. Can't, be too disappointed. <laughs> That's how I got my ex-wife. Then I'm done. <laughs> Great expectations. 
I had no had expectations. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, mine's... So, I went to the library, checked out six movies, I think I counted. Um, and I've watched half. So, I guess technically they're... I mean, a couple of them, I guess, are two cents, but they're, I don't know. Yeah. Um... Did you ever see Alita? I did. Okay. So this was that turn. So I finally watched it. What did you think? Oh, boy. Was it Are, at least better than Captain Marvel? Oh, yeah. I, I, no, 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 no. I loved Captain Marvel. I don't what? like this. Yeah, I liked what? Captain Marvel. I liked Captain Marvel. I thought it was entertaining. Now, is it my favorite Marvel movie? No. No, no. It's, mid, it's in the middle of the pack. Um... But I was, but I was more entertained with it. Alita, this is, and I thought this when I saw the trailer. I thought Alita Battle Angel was, if you love vi- playing video games, or if you've ever thought, wow, I wish I could only watch the cutaway scenes in video games instead of watching the, instead of actually playing the video game, that would be this movie. Just all scenes. It looked like this. To me, this movie seemed like it was just. All cutscenes from video games. It just, okay. it just, I, it was rough. Like I didn't really like the movie until like the last twenty minutes of the movie, <laughs> like the last twenty three. And I actually thought the last, I thought like it's not very long, but I still think they could have cut some stuff out because right. I thought there's some stuff that was unnecessary. It's not for me. That's not saying it's not for others. Now. I would let York watch this if you want to. Like, it's... There's not enough... I mean, it's PG-13, so Robert Rodriguez directed it, which is a departure style-wise for him. Yes. I would let York watch this if you want to. So, 13... I mean, it's PG-13. I would let my 8-year-old watch this, but he's seen a lot of PG-13 movies. Right. Um, so, it depends on your kid's maturity level and what they've seen in the past. I mean, he's seen Jurassic World. He's seen all the Jurassic's. He's seen all the Marvels. I mean, he's seen other action movies and stuff. So nothing really bothers him too much, as far as I know, or that we found out yet. So he would be fine with this. I it was it was okay. I'm glad I checked it out from the library. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Okay, it's free, so you know it, it. And like I said, I liked the last part of it. It was most entertaining. The rest of it was just kind of there. Um, Hellboy. Nope. All right. I finally saw Hellboy. I didn't want to see it in theater. Yeah. I didn't. I, nothing good came out of anything that I've either listened to or or heard about review-wise about it. Yeah, I thought And about it just it. didn't look that great. No. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, as somebody that doesn't read the Hellboy comics, but has listened to reviews of someone that that's their favorite comic. According to him, they put in like four different storylines into one movie. That's too much. It never worked out. No. You are correct. You both are correct. It did not. <laughs> I wanted it to be better. I'm sure they wanted it to be better. Right. The effects are fine. I mean, if the actions is decent, I. A cohesive story would have been better. I mean, it would be great if they would have had that. Yeah. I think it would have served them better. The acting was fine. It's, I mean, it's 
It was fine, but it's not anything to brag about. Um, I prefer Ron Perlman over David Harbour. Not that his performance was bad. It's just I like Ron. I thought Ron Perlman, I think, embodied Hellboy better. But not saying that David Harbour was bad, just, just preferential. Just, right. There might be somebody that likes Edward Norton as whole better than better than Ruffalo. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure there's someone, somebody out there. Someone might like George Clooney better than... No, I'm not going no, to No, no, you won't. <laughs> no, someone might like Val Kilmer better than Michael Keaton, but that's... Nobody will want George Clooney over. I like George Clooney as Bruce Wayne, but not as Batman. No. That's what everyone says. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> that script was so bad. Oh, God, that script was so bad. All right, last one. Um, or two, I guess, real quick. Uh, bad Times at the El Royale, I watched today. Was it good? That one, I really enjoyed. That one is fun. I'm standing by. Hold on. I'm trying to think. Uh, some curse words in it. And the violence isn't that bad, but there's some language issues with that one, or else I probably even let York watch that one too. Yeah. Um, I think that one's actually rated R, though. Although I hadn't quite figured. I mean, there's. I don't know. I guess the violence could be a little heavy, but it's not like overly gory or anything like that. But right. it's it's fun. I mean, it's a fun movie. They try and do some interesting shots, storytelling. Storytelling, they're trying to. I felt like it was trying to be a little bit Coen Brothers, but yet a little Tar- Tarantino at the same time. Mm-hmm. Not saying that it was bad. I'm just saying you can see where what they were trying to do. I mean, it worked. It was fine. I mean, it was very entertaining. I'd probably watch it. if it's on again. Yeah, I'll watch it. Why not? Yeah. I mean, it's fun. Uh, John John Hamm's in it. Plays an FBI agent. Dakota Johnson's in it. Um, Oh, I forget Cynthia something or other. She was in Widows, and she's going to be starring in um, Harriet, the Harriet Tubman movie. Uh, she's in it, and Jeff Bridges not sounding like he's got rocks in his mouth. So I'm all for that. You know, like old Jeff Bridges when he used to talk normal. Yeah. Um, that one was actually in this movie, and then uh, I'm trying to think who else. Uh, oh. Uh, Chris Hem- Thor was in it. Chris Hemsworth um, was in kind of more or less the last part of the movie. And I think that's it as far as people, we act- actors and actresses we would know. Okay. So, why did Jeff Bridges not sound like he had rocks in his mouth? I don't know why. Maybe he took him out for this role. I'm trying to figure out what movie he didn't sound like that. Oh, uh, Blown Away. Fabulous Baker Boys, Fearless. <laughs> I could. I mean, his old movies, pre True Grit, basically anything that's before True Grit. Okay. Yes. Damn, why did he start doing that? But anyway, uh, yeah. Crazy Heart, he did. Uh, R.I.P.D. He did. Yeah, all this. Um, <laughs> we could have played a Jeff Bridges game. I would have been. I would have been awesome on that one. Big Lebowski. Well, Lebowski sounded like Lebowski. Um. All right, so that's oh, and then lastly, um, I watched the original Toho God, Godzilla. I had never seen it. I'd seen the horrible ninety-seven, ninety-eight Matthew Broderick one. Yeah, I even rewatched it just because I hadn't seen it in a while. Oof, <laughs> mercy. Oof. The, the things 
I think I may have things we accepted back point. in the late nineties. Yeah, I did too, only because Godzilla looked crazy. But yeah. I watch it now, I'm like, what was that? Oh, like <laughs> the best man. part of the movie is Puff Daddy singing "Come with Me." I, sample I of Cashmere. Yeah. It's probably the best part of that movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Godzilla. Although, Godzilla. although my best friend Aaron would disagree because he's a big Zeppelin fan. So. That's on him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then, um, but yeah, no, so I'd seen that, seen the 2014, seen this most recent one. That's it. I hadn't seen any of the others. Um, they might have been on like USA or something like that when I was a kid. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's the monsters fighting. Watch a few minutes of it and then yeah, do something else or flip the channel. I don't know. But uh, I'd recorded it off of Turner Classic. So I finally got around watching it, subtitles and all, black and white, all that. Not dubbed over version, but the like original original, and yeah, entertaining. I mean, yeah. it's it's yeah, it's entertaining. I mean, it's it it had an actual story, you know, of sorts, and Godzilla wasn't in it as near as much as I was expecting him to be. <laughs> like it was more story, like there was actual story, in which right. I was like, it's like the one thing this most n- recent one kind of lacked. Yeah, this you know was story. I still loved it. I mean, I still watch it because you know it's, it's fun to watch Big the monster. Finally, my you know, finally big monsters fighting. Um, Dude in a T Rex suit, just man. Yeah. <laughs> but and it was what I mean. Even even knowing that, it was still really well shot. Yeah. For that, for nineteen fifty four, fifty six, when they did that, I mean, that still looks real. I mean, they still did an amazing job. So. Japanese cinema, they yeah. are kings on that. Like, not a lot. So they. So yeah, so I enjoyed it. Um, I still got uh, the other two. I've got two uh, two more to watch: uh, King of the Monsters and uh, was it Monster X or whatever it's called, the one he fought in the in the new one. They have an old version of it. So yeah, hmm. yeah. So I forgot the other name for it, but yeah, watching. So I've got those two to watch eventually. Um, that's it for that. Uh, trailers. So, have you seen the Jungle Cruise trailer? Because Disney's going to make a movie about every ride they have. What? I haven't. I've been needing to watch it, but I haven't checked it out yet. Yes. No. Yes, John. <laughs> there is a Jungle Cruise. I want you, without me saying, with me only saying two words, Disney, Jungle Cruise movie, who do you think is in this movie? Johnny Depp. No. Who's in every movie? Now, mind you, it's called Jungle Cruise, so you think there's probably going to be some action in it? Hmm. Who's in this movie? Hmm? Come on. I know you can guess. I, I don't want to guess, because I'm thinking of some... No. Patrick, who you got? i enough to know who's in it. All right. <laughs> Go ahead and break it to him. Mr. Dwayne Johnson. What? <laughs> what? Yep. What? Hmm? I watched like the first few seconds. I'm like, man, you should have seen Jumanji. Again? I think he was filming both at the same time. I think it was just two yeah, birds yeah. and all that. He's a very busy man. I think that's why I didn't watch the whole thing. I'm like, man, nah, it's just going to be a... I heard that there was a Jumanji sequel coming out. Yeah, yeah that's it's uh, coming out in November or December. Yeah. Like, it's coming out holiday season. Christmas I think December. December. Yeah, I think it's December. Yeah, they showed that today during Adam's family. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's uh, starring The <laughs> the Rock uh, when he's not filming the Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. Or any other movie, or... This seems like we need the actor with Here Comes the Rock. We need the, yeah. 
I'm, I'm sorry. Who's you said bad? there was a movie role available. I got gotcha. you. Who's bad in which mountain? Get out! Get out of the way! Get get get, get get out of the way! Get out of the way, Kevin Hart! I got this one. Just because there's an open roll. Yeah. Here, I'll put you on my shoulders. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and Emily Blunt's in it. So Mary Poppins is in it. So I'm assuming she probably signed signed on for like a three movie deal. So it seems like, from what I've seen from the trailer. So it looks like if they wanted to take, if they wanted, it looks like they took an updated version of of Africa Queen and just put the rock in it, wow. and then more action. So that's what it looks like. So you know, be one for the kids, not for us, but it'd be one to take the kids to go see. Basically, going to be based on the teacup ride. That's what I, I know. Gonna... Word. Don't like, it's you be laugh? In the I know, I know. Both of you laugh. It's, it's coming. It's Either coming. that or it's a small world after all. I mean. The Rock's going to get in that and like play five roles and tell you it'll be awesome. That would be awesome. It'd be like old Peter Sellers when he used to play multiple roles. <laughs> and they can't get Mickey Rooney to play an Asian actor anymore because he's dead from his breakfast at Tiffany's. <laughs> God, that's hard to watch. I was like, oh, Mickey. I'm glad this came out then and not now because you would be getting all kinds of... Mm. Anyways, and then uh, there's a second trailer for Charlie's Angels that came out. Because they need. I'm actually gonna see that. He's gonna go see it. Yeah. I. I just. He's taking one for the team on that one. Yeah. See the thing, I, I just have a bad taste in my mouth from that because I had to see the first two Charlie's Angels. Yep. I saw the first time one. I was dating a girl that forced me to watch these, with the promise of sex, and I did not care for sex afterwards. It was I was like, I'm good. Wow. I'm home. Leave me alone. Dang. Like she made me see Full Throttle, and I was like, this makes no sense. What's going on here? <laughs> So, I'm getting mixed signals from watching this. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you love me? Like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm on. I actually, I mean, the first two acts, I watched them in the theater, and I eventually got them on DVD. Okay. So, I I honestly don't remember. Was Sam Rockwell in the second one or the first one? First one. Okay, that's the one I've seen. Because he dances in every movie. Yeah, he's good. And there, I, I yeah, him. no, he dances in every movie. Okay. Uh, I want to call him Sam Rock and Roll. He's, he's this generation Christopher Walken. Because he okay. dances in that one. He dances in Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. He dances in Iron Man 2. And he dances... I'm trying to think of this. There's like four... I think I counted four or five. I had four or five movies in one. Seven At one time. Pass. So I've counted like seven, like four or five movies that he dances in. Mm-hmm. I don't think he dances in Welcome to Collinwood. And I tried to block out three billboards. So he may have danced in that one. I don't even know it. So, chance probably not. Um, the movie all of us have been waiting for, Peter Rabbit 2. Yes! The Runaway. Really? Really. Hmm. I'm sure it's coming out during, during Easter, because that would just make marketing sense. I have not seen the first one. York saw the first one, I think, with his mom. Took my daughter Grayson might have seen it on Redbox or some streaming service um but yeah so i i don't think that was terrible he liked it he actually and his mom said it was actually better than what she expected yeah i think that might have been my reaction my daughter so, she liked it yeah and i was kind of like oh, yeah okay and that's why they made a second one yeah so that's coming out and then there's a second trailer for lady in the tramp which i have not watched yet wait live action yeah actually act and not like lion king live action but actual 
live action with real people, real dogs, fake movie mouth type thing. So they're doing the 101 Dalmatians bit, basically. Yeah, pretty much. They gotta go through their whole catalog, John. I'm waiting for the Great Mouse Detective one myself. Okay, I would like that one. I would love to see a sword. Awesome. I'm waiting to see a sword and stone one myself because that one Ooh. they could actually they could actually go back and if they get the right if they get Favreau to direct that one. That part be turned out to be good. That turned out to be. I think so. Yeah. Or even if they got like, I agree. I heard someone mention you know if they're gonna go through and remake their own movies. Go back to their like back catalog, like fifties, sixties. Yes, yeah. No. Well, go... <laughs> you know, Mulan's what? What's wrong? What's wrong with song, song of the South? I can't, ah, I can't even say. I can't even say. Day. Oh, we even go to our slave quarters now. You got some grits. <laughs> <laughs> Greenlit. <laughs> oh, uh, I can I couldn't even say that with a straight face. I could not say that with a straight face. Um, but yeah, but you know, like the black hole. I'm not talking about when you're again. I'm not talking about when you're the actual movie. Yeah. So. <laughs> um, but so, you know, some of those movies are maybe even some of those you know nerdy Kurt Russell movies. That he used to be in when he was... You remember you know, those. Yeah, vaguely. Um, but, you know, movies like that that they haven't done, that they could update, yeah. and they could put it on their streaming service. They didn't even have to put them in theaters. True. I'm already pre-ordered for that. See? Everyone is. <laughs> I haven't done it yet, but I'm going to. I didn't do the year. I'm just doing the month. Are you? Month. Yeah, because the year... I was like, ain't nobody got that kind of money. It was like 160 something for three years. I'm like, that's cool. I don't plan on canceling. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Mr. I yeah, trying to get money. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, that's what I have as far as that. Um, John, anything you want to plug? <laughs> Not that I can think of right now. Okay. Maybe for next time. But. Okay. Uh, Patrick, you got it. What are you looking forward to coming up? Um, countdown. Not sure if I'm going to see it first. I'll wait and take my daughter. Okay. And then I'm going to see uh, Zombieland 2 this week. Okay. That's the next two. Okay. Zombieland 2, definitely. Yeah, Zombieland 2. Okay. Uh, for me, I'm seeing Zombieland 2, but that's kind of more or less to make up for this past week. <laughs> um, for me, The Lighthouse comes out Thursday and Friday. It's only playing at two theaters, because I've already looked it up, because really? I keep seeing the... Because it's, like it's, it's theaters, Yeah. So where's it um, I think it's playing at... I think it's playing at the Mills, and I think it it's playing at Thompson Lane. Wow, I guess like seven o'clock showing. No, it's multiple shows. Oh, like yeah, legit. Okay. Like it's just only playing at two theaters. Okay. I never did get to see Britney runs a marathon. I'm kind of sad about that, but I think it comes out. I think I looked it up on that. I think I looked that one. No, it wasn't that one. It was a different one that I looked up to see when it was coming out on on iTunes so I could rent it. Um, but that's what I'm looking forward to. Last thing. Um, I'm not gonna. It's not a full announcement, but I'm working on scheduling a cross podcast episode. I wanted it to be Halloween, so I'm still going to try and make it Halloween theme. Um, but it's also going to talk about a documentary because they were interested in this documentary that I watched called uh, "Wrinkles the Clown." 
heard about that one. Yes. Okay. It is something, I'm here to tell you. It is fascinating. They want to talk about that, and uh, I would love to talk about it. <laughs> and as well as... Um, as well as you know, try and talk some Halloween movies with them. Um, I don't want to make a full announcement yet because we're still working out scheduling, you know, scheduling and uh, things of that nature. So that'll be a special episode of our show. Um, hopefully coming soon, fingers crossed. But until then, John, thank you. Well, actually, I do okay. have one thing that I forgot okay. to plug in. So. Yeah. I'm actually a part of another podcast coming up soon uh, for the Bamboozlist, where we discuss uh, comic book movies and comic book uh, news and media. Uh, right now, we're still working on the schedule for that one as well, because we were supposed to film this last Thursday, uh-huh. but he ran into some issues, but uh, we should be started back up this next week, and I mean, I'll go ahead and pass on some info to y'all here, and yeah, hopefully no, cross uh, streams. Yeah, here, I'll... Uh... Before you go, I'll have you write everything down so I can be sure to put it on our page. And we're all about plugging other podcasts, aren't? <laughs> At least I am, aren't I, Patrick? <laughs> yes. Yes. I usually average. I mean, this is the first one I didn't plug one. I usually plug at least one or two every time. True. If I was able to make the full announcement, I would have at least plugged one. But anyways, I got you. It's, all, it's all right. There we go. You did. <laughs> you go. got us in. And all right. Well, John, thank you for joining us. My pleasure. For myself, Jeff Hall, and Patrick Terry. Thank you for joining us. We will talk to you next time. Don't forget to stop by the library and check out free movies.